What's up guys, welcome back to the UK series of this channel And it has been a month since the visit Well, a month plus lah But because of the videos progressively being uploaded every week, right? So it seems like everybody just like Hey Sean, I, I, I thought you just came back from UK Actually, I've been back for around a month already And I've been doing nothing but research Like looking into the internet, looking into YouTube Apparently, a lot of people make content around UK properties especially honkies. <laughs> a lot of investors from Hong Kong do all sorts of analysis, but too bad they are in Cantonese. <laughs> if not, it will be open for all. And that also really made me realize the importance of my work here in Malaysia. By doing a lot of local content around Malaysia, I guess really is helpful to people. Well, this is the first time I'm like consuming my own content in a foreign land. But anyway, so the objective of this episode today is to really discuss about my considerations before booking or making this purchase for this UK property. And this is something that I will be discussing very deeply in the gathering this Saturday because since the team is going to have a roadshow there, I'll be meeting some of them. So some of them will buy, some of them don't want to buy and we got to know why you don't want to buy, why you buy. Because it's the consideration and the thought process behind that matters more. Then I've also set some criteria for people, especially Malaysians in this context, to consider or meet before making a purchase in UK. So the very first consideration will be real estate is a hyper-local subject. It means that it wouldn't make sense for me to listen to a Singaporean describing Malaysian property one or an Ang Mo come to Malaysia and tell us how to invest. I never believed that thought because it's the locals opinion that matters. For example, in my context, I grew up Shalam La Klang La Subang Jaya. I witnessed it, I've lived through the evolution of these addresses. Therefore, I can tell you what my auntie like, what my neighbor like, what my girlfriend, ex-girlfriends like, right? So these are the things that are more local, but that's preference and market perspective. The other side will be local land laws. Like if you do not have a support team or you are paying somebody to do all this research for you on a monthly, even weekly basis, right? It's quite dangerous because like if you look into the interest rate of UK, it has been lower than 1% all this while for interest rate, but suddenly in this year, it just shoots up like crazy. Now it's like 4 something, 5%. And for a foreigner, then it's another different process. So I read around, I think the interest rate now for a BTL loan, which is the buy to let kind of loan, that is meant for investment purposes because even to buy for own stay for locals, is a whole different format of housing loan. The ongoing rate now is around seven to eight percent so if your yield it's like five to six percent right you are still losing out then on top of that you have land legislation processes so like after the exchange which is their spa what's going to happen all these hidden costs will just stack on one after another because on a normal sales process what people will tell you is only this booking fee to lock the discount first then you have the down payment to consider usually it's 20 percent and let's take an Example, okay, 280,000, right? The apartment that I'm thinking about. So the booking fee is 3,000 pounds. So 3,000, it will be deducted later. Then within a time frame, usually it's around a month or two, you need to come up with the 20% down payment. Some developers accept 10 plus 10, means you pay 10 first, then you ding dong a little bit, then you pay another 10. In the meantime, there's a lawyer fee involved, there's a admin fees involved, there's forex fees involved. Then after that, usually the financing will take place two to three years later. What will happen if you are not certain enough 
I wouldn't suggest to go. It only makes sense if you put in all your effort, you know the thing inside out. You know where your money will go. Another example would be the revision of the uh, energy efficient rating where the government now is trying to push most of the property to a C grade level. So there's always A, B, C, D, E. And that's very important for them because of their climate and the price of their utility bills, electricity bills especially. And the government is doing a lot on their part to kind of just like giving people grants and paying for their improvement works to upgrade their houses to a certain level that meets the requirement. Suddenly what will happen? Old houses will then get revised, refurbished, and that creates more supply into the location Therefore, Manchester is also very interesting from this channel that one of the audience also shared that a lot of new apartments, right, if you look at it, it's like, oh, all developed, right? But that's a difference where it's a car park lot or it's an old building with single owners. Those are easily changed or developed into a brand new apartment. Again, adding more supply to a particular location. Then, the discussion point is, is there sufficient demand then? Because when we went to the trip, I was listening to different letting agents, including developers, right? Including the owners as well, sharing their story with me. They have like 12 to 14 offers on their unit before it's even completed. So that's a scenario that a Malaysians will never believe or never encounter before, where people just line up to actually rent your house, which is out of this world. Then the important factor, the important consideration is how much do you need to refer to this how much do you need to refer to all the positive news then because if you look at it the earlier investors still made money they're making capital gains on it but then you look into some apartments where the channels actually disclose not all makes money so what's the process like then on top of that after you do everything right on an annual basis there will be management fees there will be agent fees there will be repair fees lately only they just abolished the ground rent where, where the occupiers on a leasehold title needs to pay loyalty or I don't know what's the payment call but they pay to the landlord instead and this can be revised every now and then if the landlord don't pay the government will impose the occupiers of the land to pay instead so it can get really technical and if you are not within the scene if you don't have anybody on ground that you hire or it's your friend or whoever right it's going to be very very stressful for you then we have to really match that return possible return against that stress if i'm stressful every single year right for no returns it wouldn't make sense but if i'm going through all this stress to make a lot of money then it makes sense so it depends on where you want to be within this context because in my opinion some say manchester property cannot buy some say property in manchester can buy must buy because we made all the money the truth is all are correct and that's the fact in all investment markets when you talk about shares when you talk about stocks when you talk about properties in malaysia probably in singapore a little bit different uh, <laughs> because land's so small well anywhere else right if you think about it like even in crypto land so many different coins so many different companies so many different counters right i guess 10 percent of them only makes money and if it's for investment right it's even worse like the odds is maybe five percent of the entire market makes money so that's point number two the access to information and deals like that that's the very important thing to really really consider but i talk about this a lot especially in malaysia's context right if you walk into a sales gallery right you are buying almost at the highest price so if you're a foreigner trying to buy a malaysia property right <laughs> 
if you buy at the road shows that set up within your countries selling our properties right if very hot selling why need to go there ma? right that's the logic behind to be fair not all developers will set up booths not all developers will go the underground route of dealing with bulk purchasing groups or whatsoever but it's very important to know like for example you ask me project x Project X, almost immediately I will know what is the best route to buy the property. Do you wait it out to go for auction or you go sub-sale straight away or you buy now because this developer is really good or you just wait for a while because there are some deals or discussions behind the scenes that's happening. So my goal is to buy the cheapest price in the market regardless of whatever route it takes to make it that's my goal always but again if you don't have access to this usually this access needs money la. again like friend friend right unless they make commission out of you if you're okay with that then fine usually this comes in a club this comes in a group and it comes with the relevant support system if you are going into an investment scene in a foreign land as an individual it's going to be very very tough then after the trip after the discussion with Chewy's team right they made money because they have collaborated with this developer that was a construction company trying to make a statement in coming out and standing strong within the property scene. So when they buy, the price was already cheaper than the median back then because there were no track records, there were no history, everybody was like very doubtful, contractor can be developer, man, you sure? And those kind of stories also are available within the Malaysian context. We have several companies that used to be main construction companies for developers, suddenly setting up their own brand, now going IPO and pushing their own product instead because the processes are almost the same. So Chewy's team found those opportunities after doing gazillion hours of research and they come across those kind of deals. So what I'm trying to say is access to deals are very, very important because that allows you to dictate the entry price into the market, right? If you are going in below the median or slightly or at market par, but you're getting the properties four years later. So if the property actually continues to go up, then you made your money. Lah. And it also depends whether is it a pocket land development or is it a master plan development where it had phases to it. Because of the shortage of housings within UK context overall, generally the housing prices go up because they are just very, very in demand, heavily in demand. Totally in opposite for Malaysia's context, but once you understand those kind of things, it also means that a developer is behind the scenes trying to make rewards for the earlier investors. If you have bought phase one, by phase four, the price would indirectly dictate the sub-sale price of phase one already. So if you're buying from a very reputable developer, local player who is responsible enough, who has a lot of track records in developing these mega developers, because they are also boutique developers here and there with one piece of land trying to start out into the party also. So both have different games all together. But if you go to the bigger brand, which has absolutely no problem in trying to sell their products, right? Why must they sell to a foreigner <laughs> right with the same logic if Malaysia's property is so good right Malaysia's all lined up buy to you all when you're gonna buy right do I need a roadshow to go over to your country and sell you Malaysia property mm. then that's the art behind Chewy's team in my opinion 
right? Because when I go there, I meet no one but developers. Day one developer, day two developer, 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 lawyer, some letting agents, management people. Yeah, and that's about it. So I've been speaking to developers, go into show unit, show into sales gallery, go into the exact completed unit. So all I'm trying to say with this second point, right? You investing in UK overall might sound the same. Oh, he also buy UK because I also have a friend, a very beautiful friend <laughs> who is also trying to invest into UK, right? The thing is like she's buying London, I'm buying Manchester, but to a Malaysian or to a common guy within the streets, right? Eh, both of them are investors lo, in UK. But if you think about it, it's still very, very different and there are a lot of nuances within these deals. The source of buying, the price you're buying, who are managing your deals. Do you get it from a local reputable or you just get from a boutique who cannot sell? I just got it off from a roadshow. All these matters. So, a very big consideration. What's your access to these deals? The third consideration to make now, for me, it's really back to my logic where I always share there's only three intentions why a person would want to buy a property, right? Number one, investment. We all know that. Then you got to think about is it cash flow or is it for capital appreciation? Second point, it's for my own state. So I'm moving over because my kid is going to be studying in Cambridge. Let's not hope that. <laughs> it's so costly to go. Anyway, uh, if you go and stay there, so it's a whole different treatment altogether. Then you need to think about how to convert myself into a UK citizen and things like that. So visas, long-term stays, my source of income, all these kind of things comes with that package. The last point that we seldom talk about is actually this segment called trophy collection. A lot of people buy four seasons. You really think it's for money, man? You really think it's to own stay, man? No, but is I can tell my friends whenever we drive around KLCC, right? Hey, you see? Oh, that is my unit. You see that one standing right next to KLCC? Ooh, the view I tell you is... That's all. And after speaking to a lot of my property investment friends, so these groups are people with 40, 50 properties, I think. I think it's way more than that, but that's the number that they gave me. I asked them, why are you not buying real estate in UK? And this statement really shook me. It's like, are you buying it for ego sake? Is it really the best use of your money? Because these are the people that I speak to a lot and I really follow their work. And they just reminded me because I've always approached real estate investment from a poor man's perspective, like to use, to scrap the barrel and use whatever's left to make a flip or to leverage on things to make sure I don't lose at all. Is there a better way to invest with the down payment now? Like if you think about it, 20% of a 28,000 is 56 times 6, like that's just for ease of calculation, right? Or times 5 or 5 also can, my math is pretty good. So it's around 253,000 ringgit in cash for 20% down. 250,000, right? Just to think, just to accumulate this deal, right? I'm thinking about like selling two of my watches, this one included, <laughs> to make the deal happen. But if you think really honestly to myself, what am I buying it for? In Malaysia, I have access to deals, which is like the point number two. I have access to deals where I buy property and I still get money back and the property can self-run with the existing rent. So imagine four years down the road, it's only going to win more. Then I use the money from that deal to pay itself in terms of renovation and I have access to one of the most reputable interior designing group for investors. Like I'm in the very favorable position to make a lot of deals work in my very own local context. So am I doing it because I just want to tell people I have a property in UK or I can just go to JB and use the same amount to buy like four because like local sources right now is telling me i don't know why i'm whispering <laughs> 
is that JB Properties is now very, very attractive because of the developers all learn their lesson. All players are almost out of the games already. But then you look into the local MBs at the custom almost every single week. Then you look at Singaporeans not being able to pay up their rent because the rent are just crazy high. There's this overflowing effect. Then you can see the relationship of two countries really improving. A lot of efforts are being made and I'm getting the properties at a very attractive discount. And just because when everybody don't like it, right, it's a sign to actually go in. For me lah, for me. That being said, I'm really in a position, let's put it like it's a total lump sum of 300,000 cash. I could have just put into any single deal in Malaysia right, and I will make a positive cash flow out of it. Confirm positive cash flow. If you just think about any properties within Malaysia, we put in 20% down payment, right? Whatever deal also become positive cash flow. By 80%, uh, we already have positive cash flow uh, in even the worst deal, don't, don't say the worst, like a B-grade kind of deal, you can still not lose money. So why am I risking it all to put myself in a very tight situation so I can own an apartment that might make money? I'm confident that the team really done its research and they are giving me a very, very good deal. <sighs> the temptation. But... I'm now like thinking really like I can do way better in Malaysia. Like I can even buy a shop lot in like Sri Petaling or Subang Jaya. That's the deposit also. So if you think about it, a shop lot within a very busy commercial area like SS2 la, or Uptown la, or Sri Petaling la, versus an apartment in Manchester. Hmm, interesting, right? So when you think about that, right, suddenly we need to think also about point number two and point number one, which is like it's a very hyper-local game. Like which street of the commercial makes the most rent. Not all shop lots in SS2 make money mama, right? Then do you have access to the best deal for this particular project? Then only you consider where to put in your money. So those needs to be in par first which means like all oh, both are the best in terms of information and deals making. Where do I put my money now? So those are the main three things that I think summarizes the video all together because what I don't want people to feel after the vlogs is wow Manchester property confirmed can buy when Sean say can buy right wow but it's like one project out of like 20 launches in the cities so I don't want that to happen because the channel's motto has always been to enable everyone to make informed decisions and take calculated risk so whatever that is shown is a collection that has been curated by the local team to show me because I've been always very pessimistic, you know like Malaysian, what I can make and should make money, why people don't buy. That's Malaysians in a nutshell. And it's just a group of friends inviting a real estate enthusiast as well over there to check out the entire scene. If not, on the other side, if I didn't go, right, I wouldn't understand BTL versus housing loan. I wouldn't know ground rent. I wouldn't know the arrangement of freehold and leasehold, which is totally in different contexts between Malaysia and UK. I thought we were governed by the same law. Apparently, it's different. Then the loan processes, financing processes, taxation processes, preference of people within different cultures. Does weather play a role? Energy efficiency so important, man. All this kind of thing. And I really appreciate for those who are heavily commenting within those videos, right? You guys are teaching me a lot. Really, I'm learning from every single whatever link that you guys share, right? I go and click all and I read all. Wow. Good. So I also created like a list for people who are considering to invest in UK. These are the checklists. After making those three very important considerations, the checklist to have is at least have a substantial amount first in terms of savings. For example, if I'm going to put in 300,000, right, it wouldn't make sense for me to put in including my 
children's education fund, my insurance fund, or my entertainment fund for watches all go into that pile and just lock it there. They will just put me in a very uncertain, a very scarcity condition for the rest of the years. What if anything happened there? Kaboom. That would be the worst thing that can happen. So a 300 upfront deal will only make sense if I have a million lying around doing nothing. Then only I will consider it a very good deal. But this is a Manchester property which is not very high to begin with. Huh? So this is like a 280,000 deal. Imagine if it's a London city deal that like is like 500,000 so 900,000. Oh, I seriously don't know how to be able to buy. Well, after speaking to so many people there, when I, when I introduced myself as Malaysians, they all like, wow, Malaysians all love UK property. They are a lot of Malaysians within UK context. You guys love property. Wow then only we all know the gap between the very very rich versus common people like us lah. <laughs> such a long way to climb if you are considering those kind of properties you must have way more than whatever is required so that explains why a lot of datos goes to UK every single year lo, because really there are no other ways to put in money really, which is the second point within the checklist itself let's finish up and max out the entire real estate game within Malaysia's context first so if you're buying your second third then you use KWSP money, then you use bulk purchase route, then you refinance, you go your fifth, then you go this, you might buy six, then you buy one shop lot, then you own lands. Then now you're trying to think about factories or you want to think about Manchester real estate. Then only it makes sense. Really, you play everything, really, you have like five or eight within your belt of portfolio. Then only I would suggest you to go over and think about the investment there because Malaysia is just really really beautiful if you really know how to play so like this is also a message for a lot of foreigners who are very skeptical of our news we are like now very famous for all the wrong things our interest rate 4% you think very high like UK is like 9% now even if you make 6% return you are losing money so mm. which is point number 3 you need to consider in different regions, right? The push and pull factor. So the whole group of Singaporeans throughout the trip, they have a very, very strong push factor. There's nothing much they can do within the real estate scene in Singapore anymore. These are the group of people who have played HDB already, finished really going into private condos, ECs, industrial properties, commercial properties. In Singapore, one of the most expensive countries for real estate, right? And they finished the game already. So Manchester, feels way more easy to all of them but in malaysia different now here we can buy land like nothing how about just considering buying land or oh, foreigners cannot buy yeah so <laughs> totally forgot about it but if you don't buy land there's a lot of commercial shop offices within klcc area there's a lot there's a lot of great aaa kind of apartments mega mansions whatever lah there's a method of investment where it involves no money. They are also a method of investment suitable when you have a lot of money. So money ultimately is a tool within this discussion. So it's very important to know different countries, right? Is there better things to do with the amount of capital that you have within your own country first? Because ultimately, I would think buying a shop lot within the area that I live has definitely more control in my perspective compared to a foreign property in a 12 hours flight away journey. That being said, those are the checklists like number one versus the amount you gotta have way more savings, way more liquidity than is required. Especially in a country where hidden costs are just like a lot of them and all in pound. The other one, have you maximized your local game yet? You really gotta maximize out until really don't know what to do with your money really. Let's go UK lor. <laughs> and third of all, that needs to be discussed with the push and pull factor. So in Malaysia, there's like no limit to the game 
game yet, right? Don't jinx it. The cooling measures are still manageable. So many things to do within my own country and to think about those who have a lot of units within UK itself, right? Those Malaysian investors. What a situation to be in. So I've done some digging, lah, right? A lot of these people have lands around different states, lah. They have factories, lah, and a huge portfolio of residential properties, a mansion. So a UK property to them is like nothing, lah. Until I'm there, only I think I will really seriously consider a UK property because there's just a lot more things to do in KL. So I recently just declined the booking, means that I pulled back my booking. Not because the property is not good, the deal is not good. If you think about it, right, it's most probably the best deal that one can get really. I'm like an insider's punya insider. But I'm just not ready for the deal. I guess this Saturday is for people who are ready for those deals. Like if you have checked all the checklists, right? If you are a very, very qualified person, I shouldn't let my disability limit your potential, right? Because if this is a discussion between my 15 property or my number one property in UK, it's a very good discussion altogether. Money is just in abundance, right? It's just trying to maximize the output for it in terms of efficiency. But if I still need this money for rainy days, right? Hey bro, let's don't play play lah, right? And I guess that's all for this episode. So for those who are really interested to listen for more or you just want to see me and talk about this, I'll be crashing Chewy's office in this weekend, Saturday. I'll put the link down below so you guys can register. Because this is seriously a very interesting discussion. There's no wrong or right on it. It's exactly what I've discussed all this while within the channel. Risk Apple la comfort la familiarity la connectivity to deals la architecture la town planning all together just in a foreign land to me la. so it makes me feel like a first time home buyer all over again and I really appreciate the trip I really appreciate the courage to say yes to the invitation to go over hmm learn so much and shout out again to all of you all who actually shared a lot within the comment section I'm very very grateful for having a community like you guys you guys rock and my neighbor is doing renovation <laughs> So I guess that's all for this round. See you guys this Saturday if you are around. And thank you so much. Uh, check out for more vlogs coming out soon. Mm. Bye.